0: Tinder, yeah, I think that's where we met. If there should come a closure, would you like to make a set? I need some round hall lovin' to see this season through. There's hundreds of you, sinner boys, but honey, I pick you. From Chewyak to Kakuyak, Rocky Point to Fowl Bay, I'd really like to know you if they close it one fine day. Oh, honey, won't you be mine? Be my diesel stove, lick a flame of light my oven so I can warm your treasure trove. You look so cute in rain gear, smiling on the stern. The way you hold that plunger pole, it really makes me burn. If there should come a closure, let's stay up and never sleep. We can try some onshore plunging where the current runs so deep. From Shuyak to Kaguoyak, Rocky Point to Fowl Bay, I'd really like to know you if they close it one fine day. Oh honey, won't you be my kicker in my skiff? Ram steering fuel injection and a forward reverse shift. From Shuyak to Kaguoyak, Rocky Point to Fowl Bay, I'd really like to know you if they close it one fine day. Oh, this fall I think I'm gonna burn that fishing game house down if they announce one more extension and keep me out of town. Well I guess this next one's a poem. That's what people call it. Well okay. I guess
1: that I was Mo Bowestern. Locals and yeah, okay. Fisher Poet Visitors welcome and of course no mo and if you hang around this weekend. You'll see her poeting, emceeing, and you never know what else. Um, But it's (laughs) okay. (laughs) It's Fisher Poets Gathering weekend, in case you hadn't noticed, folks. Um, And watch out for the traffic, because uh, it happens, and we don't always, um, not everybody knows the, 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 to reign here, so take it easy. Sending out healing wishes to this world of ours, especially to the hottest beds in the Middle East, Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia, all the hot beds, including right here in the United States and in many people's hearts and my personal love and healing to Lulu and Cheryl and Sister Vivian. And last parting words on that issue, just my uh, recommendation. You might wanna wear a mask this weekend if you're gonna be hanging out with um, a room full of folks packed in and I'm sure nobody would be here who knew that they were contagious. But you know how sneaky COVID is. So don't let it sneak up on you and have a great weekend. Well, we've, before we get to fisher poets, we're going to start with forest poets. We've got an event coming The 29th, that is Thursday of this week, and uh, oh, it's leap day. Maybe that's why they chose it. I'll let them tell you about it. My two guests here to speak about it is um, Anna Kaufman from the North Coast Community Watershed Protection. I'm, I'm working on this, folks. It's a fantastic group with a very long name, NCCWP doing great things. Anna will tell you about it. And she's right here in story. It's been around for a long time. Nancy Webster was running things from Rockaway, which makes it a little tricky for us folks here. So now we've got our own, I think, uh, as I say, I'll let Anna tell. Them. And um, Jennifer Nightingale is... Uh, here as a representative of the actual forest poets. This is a Virgin event. I had to get that word in somewhere because neither of my guests is Virgin on KMUN. They've both been here as artists. And uh, today they still are, but in different capacities. So welcome to Arts Live and Local. Thanks, Carol. Okay, so Anna, why don't I start with you, or actually give the mic over to you, and I'm going to ask you to speak right in, into that mic.
2: Okay. Get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: T- tell us a little bit about the North Coast Community Watershed Protection, and it's got the word watershed protection. Um, a lot of people have no idea, even though we might live in one, what that means mm-hmm. and what it might have to do with the forest, mm-hmm. which is everything. But. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you can tell us. And then where did the inspiration for a Forest Poets event happen?
2: yeah so i think it would be helpful to talk about where nccwp started Um, north coast communities for watershed protection is a grassroots citizen group that was founded in 2012 in rockaway beach in response to the mass clear cutting and pesticide spray of the jetty creek watershed which is rockaway beach's primary source of surface water Um, And since 2000, it's been about 90% clear cut and sprayed with pesticides uh, by private logging companies. And this has caused many issues for the city and its residents. Um, Pesticide residues are showing up in their drinking water. And so are carcinogenic byproducts like trihalomethanes and haloacetic acids, which are um, due to the excessive amount of chlorine now used by the city to clean the water because of turbidity associated with the clear cutting of the forest. Um, So since they formed, they've been contacted by citizens up and down the coast of Oregon. And we've realized this is not an issue happening just in Rockaway Beach. It's happening up and down the coast, into Washington, into Canada, um, and so, really, we've just been contacted by so many concerned citizens experiencing the same thing that Rockaway Beach is experiencing. Um, so now we have 1,600 members up and down wow. the coast of Oregon. I and had no idea. And we wanted to start an Astoria chapter because of the larger population up here and, and people are, are wanting to be involved. Absolutely. And so when did the Astoria chapter start? So we had a kickoff event last September, um, which was great. And this Forest Poets event is kind of our first event after that kickoff. Um, And we chose um, to do a Forest Poets event kind of as a a compliment to the Fisher Poets, just because... um, You know, and thinking about our fishing industry and our our water, our water quality, and our forests, they're all so interconnected. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um,
1: well, you may or may not know that the um, Fisher Poets Gathering came out of the Cowboy Poets in Elko, Nevada. Hmm. So this is a good tradition to bring on the forest poets and— I hope that we are able to keep it going smaller than the Fisher Poets, which has <laughs> gotten a bit out of hand. <laughs> Not really. Well, anyway. So when is it happening? Where? And then um, I think I want to jump over to Jennifer and get up an, an example of a poem, and then you, we can talk about who's going to be, et cetera.
2: So when and where? So it's happening next Thursday, February 29th at Fort George uh, in the Lavelle Tap Room. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. Doors will open at 5 if you want to come and mingle, get a drink. Um, and it's we're super excited that it's at Fort George as they are. Um, all of our breweries are big water users. And it's great that they're hosting this conversation about our watersheds and forests. Good point i was thinking um because
1: they're good supporters of the community but big users big users too so it's good to see us from the very beginning working with one another how can we keep things together um i actually folks because it got too confusing for me fort george lovell fort george taproom Fort George, whatever. Uh, So I went by. I got out of my car. It was nighttime, but I got out of my car. I walked around. I looked at the doors, the addresses, and I've got it figured out now. So there is the big level room where um, lots of things happen, including weddings and bar mitzvahs. Well, probably (laughs) not the latter recently, but um, (laughs) maybe you never know. But through the doors there is the uh, uh, it's a, just a small bar and it used to be just filled with the tanks, but they pushed the tanks back and that's where all the Sunday night events, the music, etc., happen. So it's a um, well-known, well-loved uh, space, and this will be wonderful. Thursday, six to eight opens at five. Um, there's only a certain amount of space, but I guess you can trail off into here and there. So, Jennifer, now, how do you have a connection with um, watersheds or trees or anything like that? Or I did like they just pluck you out of one of those good <laughs> local poets?
3: Well, actually, I went to the Astoria Co-op to buy some groceries. <laughs>
1: Everything happens at the co-op.
3: And <laughs> I uh, got out of my car. I saw my friend Susan Banyas, and <laughs> she said, come over here, I want you to talk to Roger. <laughs> and she said, he's thinking of, of doing the uh, uh, an evening of poetry uh, to get people excited about taking care of our watershed.
1: That'd be Roger Dorband. I uh, presume. Yes,
3: and so... Um, <laughs> Before I knew it, uh, we were exchanging <laughs> emails, and he said, can you give me a list of, I don't know, a half a dozen or more uh, poets in out of the Ricks group that are particularly conscious of, mm-hmm. um, of the forests and the watersheds and all these kind of things? And the first person who came to mind was Robert Michael Pyle. Yeah who has been doing this kind of thing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But um, all of the poets, Reba Owen, Lauren Mallett, uh, Logan Garden, uh, Jim Dot, they're all all poets that are very, very observant of Mm -hmm. the natural world. Um, Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. deeply moving and inspiring. But um, all of them will take you to a different place. Beautiful. So yeah. uh, anyway, there was some people uh, couldn't be there on that day and on that time. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I gave a fairly liberal list out, and then all of a sudden, all this stuff was <laughs> happening. So it's
1: all because of the co-op. And, and that's what community is about. And we are so rich in community, including what Jennifer slipped in there, which is a fabulous... Event first Tuesday of the month at Winecraft, and that is Rick's poetry open mic Thank in you, honor Carol. of Rick Vrana. So thanks for bringing that up. Well, have you got a poem for us then? I do.
3: I have a couple of them, and I think the one I would like to share was one that was inspired by the very Robert Michael Pyle, and it's called "Last Night I Dreamed of Bats." Last night I dreamed of bats, thirsty bats, hungry bats, Lazarus bats with sweet searching tongues. And after listening carefully to the poet Robert Michael Pyle, I took his stories with me deep into my restless dreams. But first he reminded me of the people who came before the very first people. River people, salmon people, canoe people, standard bearers of the ancestors, teachers of gratitude that still seek justice after all these years. The stories were so well told, they stayed with me as I slipped into a field of alpine buttercups, where I found myself falling down a mountainside in a yellow carmagea, (laughs) landing next to a velvety black butterfly, casting a shadow. My dreams were vivid and varied, and I rode the bookboat Lorraine up and down the wide Columbia, trading Steinbeck for buttery smoked sturgeon. I walked the Ilwako waterfront, waterfront, (laughs) sorry about that, renamed for a Chinookan man called Ilwaka Jim, Chief Conconley's son in law. And in the bookstore, the poet said we could find our heart's desire there, along with a doe-eyed dog, oysters on the half-shell, and a key to the kelp forest and other hidden things. And when I awoke, I remembered the bats, the thirsty bats, hungry bats, Lazarus bats with sweet-searching tongues, so very grateful to be rescued and to be allowed to hang quietly until the sun went down.
4: Mm,
1: bravo. Mm. Bravo. That was wonderful. Now, whose poem is that? That is a poem I wrote for Bob Pyle. Okay. I uh, Yeah, that's what confused me, because I heard you say Bob Pyle. I thought, that sounds like Bob Pyle, except he uses words I don't understand often. And this <laughs> I followed beautifully. Thank you, Jennifer. I would like to take this into my dream world. So that's <laughs> wonderful, wonderful.
0: Thank so you, <laughs> you will
1: be reading with some of the others that you just mentioned. Again, that is this Thursday night, February 29th, at Fort George um, Lovell Tap Room. And the entrance is on 14th Street, closest to Duane, And um, it's between 6 to 8 doors open at five. You can get to it other ways, too, but that's that's where the main entrance is.
2: Anna, anything you want to add? I, I think this is just a really great opportunity to come together as a community, um, just because we are a really creative community on the coast, and this is a really great way to celebrate our temperate rainforest ecosystem which is so unique, so diverse and special and it inspires so many artists. So Absolutely. I'm really excited. I am excited too
1: and I hope this is the first of many. And, and the, what is the proper name? Forest Poets event or That's correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. Want to make sure oh, you can change it whenever you want, of course. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, shows. we'll <laughs> see. <how. laughs> okay, great. My guests Anna Kaufman, the director of the Astoria Branch North Coast Communities for Watershed Protection, and Jennifer Nightingale. With a name like that, folks. <laughs> oh, Lord. And she is also an author and many other things. That's why you were here years ago, actually. Oh. Okay. I think for, the, for your book. <laughs> yes. And um, who will be one of the local poets, the fantastic group of poets. Check them out first Tuesday of the month at Winecraft in Astoria. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you, Thank girl. you, Carol. Okay.
1: <laughs> And uh, got a song for you, chosen f- by one of my next guests. And coming up next is the Fisher Poets Contingency. Stay tuned. This is KMUN Astoria and Tillamook, and you can catch us at KMUN.org. Don't forget, we will be um, we will be uh, broadcasting. Six to ten tonight and tomorrow, uh, f- live from the Liberty with our own Joanne um, Rideout. out, and if you get a chance, check out the uh, program this morning from ten to noon. was terrific. Uh, John Tullis, or now we know his nickname is Tully. Stay tuned, John.
4: Van getting out in the kelpit, heron are screaming. He's still tied to the dock. School of king salmon, bright sides are gleaming. Got him pushed against the rock. The sun's peeking over the shoot at the ice house. He's still down in the rack. Propped up on one elbow, he shakes at a camel, his last one in the pack. Well, he fires up the butt, swings down off his bunk. He pulls on his old car hearts, they smell mighty punk. He puts the juice to the jimmy, puts the pot on the stove, sets a course for the mouth of the cove. Hates an egg from the frying pan Back in the cockpit As he hooks up his spreads Hot spots for flashers Little bug hoochies With no eyes on their heads Cause he can't keep the coho And he can't keep the kings He can keep all them humpies But he just hates them things You could say that he's depressed You could say that he's boned He's out there just trolling for chum Sea lion conflicts, endangered species Got him nailed in a box Now the Jews and the Frenchmen are using farm salmon bagels and locks they spawn in a bucket grow up in a net pen (laughs) it's a safe little park but they're fed so much junk in them little brown pellets (laughs) i bet they glow in the dark but he can't change the markets in new york or france hell his wife would be happy if he just changed those pants can't change his outlook about the future it seems It's too hard to give up on his dream He'll keep fishing with eagles, sleeping with whales You can't judge his worth by grocery store sales If he can sell enough dogs to pay the grub and the few Consider him nobody's fool Cause it beats flippin' burgers and it beats sellin' stock No, it ain't being rich like some basketball jock But it beats poundin' nails and it beats teaching school Consider him nobody's fool Beats suing for plaintiffs and lying in court It beats thinking you're special and so goddamn smart It beats cutting deals and it beats choppin' wood Hell, he never had it so good. No, he never had it so good.
1: Beautiful. John Van Amarangan. And John Broderick's playing banjo on that, turns out. So, I have not like with tenor guitar, you're okay folks. There are four people here though. The difference is they're sharing. This is quite the group. They're sharing mics. We always have to do that with a group. Um, One guitar and uh, we have two musicians in the room but one of them isn't musicianing today. Well, she will be for Fisher Poets but not on the air and I've got four people I've never met in person before. I think you're all from Alaska. You all live, you know what, I'm I'm putting your mics on and then you can answer without (laughs) nodding. So (laughs) go ahead and just shout it out, it's okay.
5: I'm not from Alaska, but it looks like you three.
1: And where do you live, um, Alana?
5: I currently live in Portland. Alana is yes, okay. our local. Yes,
1: and that would be. Um, let me. I wrote down all the names. Mm. So, uh, because well, some of them are simple, but mm. not Alana. She was at me. Alana Kansaka, <laughs> Kansaku or Kansku, if it were pronounced correctly you got in it. Japanese. Is that Kansaku? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sarmiento. Mm-hmm. So she's got a much more exciting name than most of us. However, we'll just Americanize it however you want to do. I'm going to call her Alana. Alana's great. And um, John Van Amaranth, nothing, John Broderick mm-hmm. recommended um, these folks. And, <laughs> and for different reasons, part of it is I've always liked to have new people and folks. I have four KMUN and Arts. That makes them double virgins. That makes eight <laughs> double virgins in the room. And that is exciting. So we had no virgins in the last show. <laughs> you, you're making up for it, so that's good. Um, so uh, two of them, and I'm going to ask them to talk about it some, are involved in a workshop that will be going on tomorrow with our beloved Columbia River Keeper. Um, I mentioned it to Nels, but they don't know how deep Columbia River Keeper is in our hearts. Right here at the estuary where they kept LNG out of the Columbia River, this part. Um, we closed shop in 2016 after 12 years of fighting. So it makes me teary just thinking about it, so I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> and um, let's start with uh, having you introduce yourself, not with the music yet, but just your name, where you are from, and what is your connection with the fishing world, commercial fishing world, or whatever part of it you're involved in. But get on the mic. sure, Right on it. You can bring the whole thing. F- Very nice. Well done. (laughs) Thank
6: you, Carol. My name is Melanie Brown. Um, I winter in Juneau, and um, my summer life is spent in Naknek, where my mom is from. I'm connected to that land through my mother, Catherine Brown. And my father is from the north, from a village called Unalakleet. And he became a fisherman when he met my mom. And I was born into being a fisherman um, I started mm-hmm. fishing when I was 10 in Bristol Bay in the Nacknick River District um, as a set netter. And I would crew on my dad's back deck um, in the shoulder parts of the season.
1: So so they actually gave you jobs to do at that young age?
6: Yes. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can have your kids start working legally at age 10. <laughs> uh, <laughs> child labor laws dictate that 12 is the the appropriate age for for people to start working but if you're working with your family it's legal to to oh, start wow. at age 10 see
1: who knew and okay.
6: they put me to work <laughs> and I I still fish to this day and I run my site with my two kids mm-hmm. um and
1: what how old were they when you started them or are they still young under
6: I would get them out, you know, like maybe once or twice a season just to kind of get their hands wet mm-hmm. and slimy a little <laughs> bit and <laughs> and then um they started being more full-fledged when they were about in their maybe mid-teens but um you know, not going out all, you know, every tide, even the night tides until they were little older my my son turned 16 in the middle of the season last year and that was oh his first really Mm -hmm. full-fledged season where Mm -hmm. he was going out every single tide and so they
1: have chosen to stay with the fishing in the fishing world
6: yes so far uh, my daughter's putting herself through school she's going to school in Fairbanks and fishing proceeds are paying for her education so it's still possible to support yourself that way and my winter work is with Salmon State. Um, when I'm not fishing, I do uh, salmon advocacy. And, um, yeah, but tomorrow, actually, there are three of us in the studio that are going to be part of the, the watershed oh, wow. workshop.
1: Okay. And Okay. Did you hear that word, folks? Watershed. Didn't you just hear that word mm-hmm. in the last <laughs> set? The forest <laughs> poets and the watershed and that fisher poets are also dealing with wash okay and we're gonna come back to that i didn't realize that mark was part of that too very cool okay nels take it away
7: why hello all you kmun (laughs) listeners um very happy to be in the studio today for the first time and uh yeah just in a story for fisher poets this weekend um i don't i like to say that i never really had a choice with commercial fishing because uh My dad and my uncles, they were all commercial fishermen. Um, They came to Alaska in the 70s and 80s to Kodiak and eventually all decided that the crabbing was a little bit too tough and decided to go across the peninsula to Bristol Bay for a little bit easier salmon fishing (laughs) in the summer. So I uh, was fortunate to start out on the back deck of my dad's boat for about a decade, um, did 13. Where
1: did they come from? to Alaska?
7: Uh, They came from the Midwest. How
1: how come I thought?
7: that? Uh, Did you give your full name? uh, My full name is Nels and I think what Carol's hinting at is that I'm I'm Scandinavian. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what she's really trying to get at here. For all of you listeners who may not be able to see me right now. and
1: And for the local folk, this is known as a Scandinavian town, also called a Nordic town, now that we've discovered that Finland and Iceland aren't Scandinavian but that's another story so we'll have to make sure everybody knows about the Nordic park down there too
7: yeah Yeah. so then um yeah fishing with my dad I was able to buy my way into the industry and buy a permit um Mm -hmm. and so I've had that for about five years now and been able to continue fishing uh I met my wife in Naknek out in Bristol Bay one Ah. summer um so fishing also really paid off um, outside of the actual season. It, it brought me a, a life partner and, and most recently in the last couple of years, a daughter. And so Lovely. it's been wonderful to grow a fishing family. And uh,
1: She's underage, though.
7: She's not 10 yet. No. But But she's been down at the beach <laughs> but, picking But you got her
1: working already.
7: <laughs> she's been down at the beach uh, playing with salmon at our subsistence site. And so that's nice. been really, really great. But yes, nice. definitely starting them young.
1: And um, I forgot to ask Melanie... Have, have you you've all been here for Fisher Poets Gathering, mm-hmm. and you've all performed at Fisher Poets Gathering. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Nels, I'm going to pick on you because okay. your story is kind of fun. Okay. What
7: mm-hmm. happened
1: to you last year?
7: Um, well, last year I came to Fisher Poets um, for work. You know, just uh, just um, on a whim uh, to connect with the broader fishing community about issues in Bristol Bay, and uh, ended up participating in the poetry competition um, that they have the Saturday night of Fisher Poets and uh, I was I was awarded the win last year. Woo.
1: Um, <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> Folks, this is no small thing. Well deserved. You you if you're local or if you're on your way here, don't miss this because it's a blast and it's competitive and mm-hmm. funny too.
7: Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I I just it was a great way for someone who doesn't uh, necessarily want to go up and do a full set to Mm -hmm. get involved and really just try it out. It was fun. The crowd's very inviting and very forgiving. And, um, it's really just a bunch of people who love fishing. And so it's great.
1: And, and love community. It's everybody really the beauty and it's been going on now. This is the 27th year. So for folks who came early, it was small and, um, now it's very big. however, it's still an amazing community because there are so many people like we've, <laughs> we've only spoken to two people. we've already heard two knack- you know connections right here. I was wondering, is your wife related? No. OK. <laughs> OK, let me go to Mark, who is totally new to me. Yeah. We have a lot of. Uh, expensive equipment on the oh, table. Yes, That's, yes, why. Yes. That's why. That's yes. why. Not stains. We're careful with the liquids. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So who are you?
8: <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. Surprise! Yeah. Yes, I love <laughs> I doing Who surprise are? It. Who am I? I have when a poem about that that yeah. uh, oh. we'll be hearing later. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, my name is Mark Titus, and uh, I'm a filmmaker, and I own a salmon business. And where? And he, in, out of Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. um, but we sell wild Bristol Bay, mm-hmm. Alaskan sockeye salmon, uh, the world's most regenerative protein, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> are super proud of that, and we're bringing it around the country. Um, but you just said a word, community. Um, being here in Astoria is like being wrapped up in a big hug for me. I get to come down here and be with adopted family and... Um, that's really kind of how I fit into this picture a little bit as an interloper. Um, I started out fishing with my dad as a sport fishing guy and, but I found Bristol Bay when I was 18 working in a processor and Mm -hmm. spent three seasons doing that Mm -hmm. somehow, uh, in that very unglamorous world, world of, you know, um, long hours and gurry and, um, you know, uh, not, not very, you know, thankless kind of work at at times. I absolutely fell head over heels in love with Alaska Mm -hmm. and with salmon, even more so by that experience, by understanding this food source that feeds the world and keeps coming back year after year after year, no matter what, because it's a perfect pristine environment. So that led to ultimately making Three feature documentaries, ah. um, two that are in the world right now: *The Breach* and *The Wild*. Mm-hmm. And the third one is called *The Turn*, and it's underway uh, mm. as we speak. And as a matter of fact, the event tomorrow um, at the library at 11:30 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, will be uh, will be premiering the very first ever screening of the brand new trailer for *The Turn*, my newest film. Very exciting. Yep. So. Um- had you
1: already been a filmmaker when you went up there and, and turned your camera on this subject matter?
8: The answer to that is, um, you know, <laughs> I have a poem I'll read later about this. Um, when I was a 19-year-old kid, had no idea what I was doing in, in my life. and <laughs> Sounds stand, familiar. Yeah, right, <laughs> and um, lo and behold, Uh, I was up at the Willow Tree Bar in in Dillingham, Alaska this last November, (laughs) um, speaking with more adopted salmon family um, in celebrating a 10 year victory for the United Tribes of Bristol Bay who have Mm -hmm. been leading the fight in preserving Bristol Bay for future generations. And I almost cried. It was this unbelievable full circle kind of moment of this You know, skinny, kind of clueless kid, literally down the road, had no idea what to do with his life and coming back. Mm. And really, my life's work has been around Bristol Bay and around preserving salmon throughout salmon country. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. Okay. Mark and now Alana. Let's move that. Yeah. That (laughs) made me want to cry. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Bring it down. Right. And get nice and close. All right. How's that? And tell us who you are, and we've already got, but I'm going to have you pronounce your okay. full name. <laughs> I'm going to um, phonetic it.
5: Alana Kansaku Sarmiento. Okay. I think you did a pretty good job. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and I have, yeah, so I grew up in Hawaii. That was my first home. Oregon was my second home, mm-hmm. uh, is my second home. It's still home base for me. And I started fishing in Bristol Bay in 2015. So I'll be celebrating my 10th summer season this coming year. Um, we're uh, fishing, drift netting for sockeye.
1: Um, and I'm very Tell excited. folks what drift netting means. Yeah. I'm going to ask <laughs> each of you. When you use these terms. Uh, sure.
5: <laughs> no, th- yeah. I'm, I'm like, how detailed do we want to get? Well, so, uh, sure. But. So, so gill netting is uh, a type of fishery where you catch fish by their gills in the net. They get physically, literally stuck, and you have to pick them out by hand. So you can either drift gill net or you can set gill net. Mm -hmm. And set gill netting means that your net has to be anchored to the bottom of the river. And drift gill netting means that you have to be unanchored completely and drifting with the net just attached to your boat and nothing else. So those are the two types of gill netting. And I started in Alaska my first season doing set gill netting, which I loved. Um, and happenstance led me to drift gill netting by my second season, and I've stuck with it since then. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I've, I kept going back. I met, um, for many reasons, I met John Broderick, who mm-hmm. kindly uh, suggested I meet you here today. Mm-hmm. Um, at New Point in Bristol Bay during that first season set gill netting. Um, and it, I, t- I tell you what, it's a magical
1: place. Yeah. It's so magical. Yeah. Well, so you know, magical. Um, for those of, I have been to Alaska, mm-hmm. um, some pretty magical places. Yeah. I also got sick on, but that's another <laughs> story. Um, <laughs> uh, but there are a lot of nay I've been a couple of times. So with Nancy Cook one time, mm-hmm. one of her trips. But it's um, some of these names that come up, mm-hmm. not, not things like Driftney, but um, names of places. Mm-hmm. Around here we have some wonderful names too because most of them are indigenous mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. and people are using the names. But once you hang around with these fisher poets, many of whom do come from Alaska or fish in Alaska, they um, just... Talk about it, and it becomes part of the mm-hmm. part of the family, also. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Alana, now Alana is the other musician, but she is has chosen to give us words without music. Although words are <laughs> music, we could go. Would you like to be the first sure. to give us a uh, give us a piece?
5: Oh, what an honor! Um, thank you. Um, a quick note about that. Um, yes, I. Funnily enough, I've always leaned towards writing songs, which is, like, you could say a form of poetry. Mm-hmm. And I never really was wrote any poetry without music consistently until John suggested that my first season fishing. He was like, you live in Oregon. You should come to Fisher Poets. And I was like, sure. He's like, you should read. I was like, okay. And I didn't <laughs> have any material. It was my first year. So... That year, I just I just wrote something in the car on the way uh-huh. to Fisher Poets, <laughs> and th- I read that poem and I read some like, like shorthand essays that I wrote while I was fishing. And each year I've kept coming back, and the only poetry I write all year mm-hmm. is for Fisher poets.
1: There you go. And <laughs> it's
5: that's just, yeah, this, that's it for me. And as far as the music yeah. goes, I tend to only, I don't tend to write a lot of music about fishing for whatever reason. It's mostly the and, spoken.
1: Uh, and this is a real quick question. Mm-hmm. You live in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I presume, have some kind of a day job. Does mm-hmm. it have anything to do with the fishing industry?
5: No. Uh, my winter job, for the most part, recently has been construction.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can find um, Alana... Only she's m- much cuter in my space than in this <laughs> newspaper picture. Um, oh,
5: gosh, I haven't seen it yet. It's page 16 <laughs> page 16 of Coast Weekend. Well, You're going to have to trust Carol's word on this one, everybody. It's true. Or but you
1: could come and watch me, and then you can decide that, for yourself. Even better. Yeah. That yeah. would be the best. And the schedule is actually in Coast Weekend as well as... All over the place. So first thing you need to do is get yourself a button. Mm-hmm. They're at all the venues, including the, um, the shop, the, the gear shack, The gear shack, gear shack, yes. And so we'll mention that. Well, the gear shack, just to tell you, it's eleven fifty four, commercial, Suite A. For locals, that won't make sense. It's mm-hmm. the lower level. It means you have to go down. But you can also get to it from Marine Drive, by going down the stairs, going through that open lot, and so you'll find it, and it is full of stuff. Hmm. It's full of merch, gorgeous stuff, books, as well as a wonderful silent auction that our own Jamie Boyd, who also did the map, uh, put together, and um, it's it's great. Lots of good stuff. So, Alana, come thank nice you. And close. Okay.
5: Um, I'm going to read a piece I haven't read in a while. It was from my very first Fisher Poets um, season, Fisher Poets Gathering. Um, and this is called Home. The ocean is not my home, and yet she's like a mother to me. Home is where mother is. The ocean is not my home. I cannot with my nostrils, my lungs, my mouth, my blood, the life-giving oxygen that my body needs from her waters, as some other creatures can. Creatures that do indeed call the ocean home. Creatures that live in a universe that exists on this earth but is out of this world. A universe that our land-loving bodies cannot fully comprehend, but one intertwined with everything our land-born selves inherently know. The cycle of life, water, its foundation, Ocean to sky to ground to body to ocean to sky to ground to body. A universe that is foreign, that is dangerous, that repels me like a splinter out of flesh. A universe that draws me like a song. Deep space that lets you drift for hours on end, if in fact time can be measured in the void. A universe where gravity does not seem to exist until it pulls with the warning of a perfect storm as you draw near those planets, those stars, those black holes. A universe in which you can drift for a lifetime, then suddenly be sucked into rock or flame against your will. A universe that tosses you with the gentleness of a rolling wave. A universe that gives life, that is the very dust of life a universe that takes indiscriminately in its blackness, in its depth. The ocean is not my home. I'm not a fish of the star or jelly or tuna variety. I am not an urchin crawling along the seafloor, feeding on the decay of my world. I'm not a mollusk, soft-bodied and blind. I'm not a crab, I'm not a porpoise, I'm not a shark, I'm not a whale. I am a human, homo sapiens sapiens. I walk on two legs and I swim with the ease of a creature that was born to run. The ocean is not my home, and yet I'm homesick for her.
1: Ooh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. That is beautiful. Thank you so yeah, much. I'm just, <laughs> phew. I've got to keep these eyes so I can see. <laughs> thank, thank you, you Carol. so much. <gasps> 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 that was oh, Alana you. Kansaku Sarmiento, and uh, find her. You're reading. <laughs> Are you starting tonight?
5: I am. I'll be reading at... I'll actually be reading twice tonight. Okay. Once at uh, the Liberty and once at the Astoria Brewing Company. Okay. And then tomorrow night I'll actually be emceeing all night oh, at the 1015 Theater.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Which yes. I haven't That's yeah, a beauty. Okay. Mark, you can take that mic now because... I, and lift it.
8: <laughs> what, what a beautiful I'm, poem, Alana. Yeah, Thank yes, you It's so just gorgeous. So much. You know what? I'm oh, thinking...
1: Um, we still have a good 10, twelve minutes, but I would love to hear a song. Oh would sure. that be? would that be possible? Yeah. Well, okay. Planning,
6: oops. Excuse me.
1: Tell me what you're planning. Because um, you so can if you would rather talk first and then do the song at the oh, end, we can do that too. Um, ah. I, I was planning on just sharing a really
6: short song so that I could read something short too, if that's all right with you. Okay. Um, Yeah, I have a song that it only clocks in at about a
1: little over a minute. Yeah, okay. Um, You want that now? But in that case, let me get, let me go back to Mark. (laughs) See, the thing is, I do, I just felt like that poem got me like, Whoa, oh, I feel like a jellyfish myself right now. Um, I thought a song might boost me up, but actually, I, 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 <laughs> um, uh, a male voice would be just fine. Okay. I also want to be sure, and Nels, would uh. you take the lead on it, or all three of you equal, on the, um, the uh, watershed health challenges and progress that is toward healthy watersheds. Uh, This is tomorrow morning, 1130 to 1, at the Astor Library. That's 10th Street and Exchange in Astoria. And and Miles Johnson is coming out. He's the legal director at CRK. So he's coming out. But all three of my other guests, she mentioned Bristol Bay too, though. everybody's gotten They're all in the same. But my other three guests are all um, going to be presenting. For this, though, who wants to concise it? Would that be you? I can concise it, yeah. I I thought so. So
7: So just to give everyone an overview, a very brief overview of what we'll be discussing tomorrow is um, we've gathered various salmon champion organizations from across the Pacific Northwest and Alaska. That's Salmon State, Melanie Brown, Mark Titus and uh, the turn that's coming, uh, the premiere of the turn. I work with an organization called Commercial Fishermen for Bristol Bay that works uh, directly with the United Tribes of Bristol Bay. Miles with Columbia River Creeper. And then we also decided to give a chance to the sports fishermen to get involved here. And so we also got Trout Unlimited to um, send a speaker over as well. So we basically have... an. Hour and or I think it's an hour and 15 minutes of <laughs> all of the conservation efforts going across the Pacific Northwest from the Snake River Dam removal to permanent protections in Bristol Bay to what Salmon Starts working Salmon State is working on and uh, as well as a short um, v- film called School of Fish that was recently produced by Trout Unlimited. We got a lot of fun stuff tomorrow, I'm And not- so just come if you want to know about what's going on. Across the nation for salmon conservation efforts.
1: This sounds fabulous, and I'm hoping that somebody will videotape it.
5: (laughs) 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 And uh, it will. I wish (laughs) everybody could see Carol's facial expressions (laughs) and body (laughs) language (laughs) and the.
8: Yeah, she just (laughs) shot me a look. (laughs) (laughs) Appears through the wall. Him being
1: the filmmaker, (laughs) you see, Um, because this is stuff we need to have as a resource, and all of you together how amazing, instead of having to look up each thing separately, Mm -hmm. so very exciting. Again, folks, 11.30 tomorrow morning, just till 1, you know, with intros on both sides, that cuts out a little, uh, watershed health towards healthy Mm -hmm. watersheds, challenges and progress. It's going to be very exciting. Protect salmon habitat. When you were talking about, you know, First, going to Alaska, I, you know, and I heard this about um, the salmon will be there always and forever, and I'm going, huh, huh. That's why we had to fight all-. And then you said, in the pristine waters of Alaska, and I said, mm-hmm. yeah. See, because we're not so pristine anymore, but we—that's why we're here, and that's why we care. So that's great. Okay, now, Mark. <laughs> give us a poem.
8: Okay, here we go. I Listen, um, like Alana, I get this email in my message box from John Broderick and my heart skips a beat because I'm <laughs> like, okay, there's the challenge. I'm going to write now. I'm going to okay. write poems this year. Um, and this is, uh, this is my best attempt at trying to grok this love, this deep heart space for this land and this water in Bristol Bay and my kind of clumsy entry into it. And the poem is titled Begin Again. The brimming, finning waves keep rolling, building broad shoulders, shimmering, quivering, sanctified sacred salmon. Swimming is one, all at once, singular silver purpose, nose toward home. Inside dragnet fisheries, a frenzied fish plant on the Wood River mid-season boots scurry hairnets, aprons, dreams of freedom soaked in gurry, dripping with truth. Outside, the tundra hums. I'm a boy of 19, skinny kid in city sailing boots, looking sidelong at the brown ones I covet that belong here. Reading dials on the side of the blast freezer and writing down the bones on a yellow, coffee-stained legal pad, unceremonious numbers and painful, existential, 19-year-old poetry it's hilarious. <laughs> the blast inside, freezing this silver treasure, preparing the unsacredly named product for its journey to feed open mouths like mine. The pen scrolls across the yellow page while my soul, detached, roams across the golden tundra outside. What will I do with this one precious life, writing it a different way over and over? When will I wake up? How will I awaken? What will wake me up? Begin again. The country, this great land, and all her great rivers nudge a small eye, the low thrum of vastness across the beckoning electric patina of golden green tundra. Water everywhere, thin trickles into rivulets, through gravel, to pond, to stream, to river, to lake, and again through the gravel of the great Nushagak. A laboring glacier long ago laid down this old treasure to create the birth houses for this eternal treasure, Unending waves of silver grace feeding everything. 137 different creatures, including I, even me, all of us, even the white whales in the river, even the trees. As small eye wanders and wonders through exaltation and arousal in the shade of the willow tree, bulging rain clouds sweep across the nape of the land, delivering sweet rain to nourish the glowing red eggs in winter and send babies out into the gyre. How will, I, how will I survive this yearning in my heart, this holy longing that wants to burst clean through, to be a real part of this all, all of this, to consume, to be consumed, to know and devour the fecundity of this land. Wind through the salmon berries, dancing tundra cotton, taste of the birthwater. Begin again. At the end of the day, the answer's coming at the end of the dock from a man of 52. Uncle Lenny, on the bow of the dancer, a tender vessel, heaving in the wood river, white belugas sighing spray, crepuscular honey lemon lights slanting on his brow. Uncle Len, I want to go deeper. I want to be a part of all of this so badly. He smiled. Little nephew, you already are. All you need to do is say thank you.
1: Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. I like that as the ending you may have had more but i like that for the ending you're on melanie okay and really we um we get cut off at 359 so at this point we have three and a half minutes
7: i'm okay. sorry
6: i think i can do it but uh, and you can choose you,
7: were you planning on reading you can take it
6: Okay. If people want to um, see me, they'll
7: have to come and see me in person. Okay. I can just do a song I'll, if you want to read. teaser. No, it's okay. Okay. It's okay <laughs> so Go. I'm going to
6: read quickly something that I, um, I read my greenhorn year in 2019. It's called dynamic mechanics. The repetition of picking and pulling through gear is mechanical in a way that can be hard to endure if you aren't finding the flow. When you are in it, though, this machine-like movement becomes a rhythm that becomes more like music and dance of the body, especially when the muscles of fishing have been found, flexed, and worked beyond their soreness. When you find the flow, the dance and music of the work comes in a way that brings harmony to the repetition that can easily fall into feeling like a broken machine. When you feel the beauty and power of the waves and wind, And the respect they are due you become a beautiful part of it taking a run in your skiff feels akin to surfing when your body stands strong on the deck but supple and responsive to the greater movement of the sea planting your feet while flexing your legs in time to the bounce of the boat in the waves as you pick is a practice in balance that becomes as intuitive as breath when you are in tune with all of the elements you find your tune and the mechanics fall away mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> beautiful thank you I, oh, let me see how much
1: of the song i can fit yeah, in yeah we have 2 minutes we can either have your song or else okay go song go go, go. okay shh, shh. don't argue <laughs>
9: scene filled with purpose flash of silver light jumping joy grouped in a movement your return brings us life when it's time to go home you know the pull of your home stream heeds you, giving spawn to young. You'll never see your body feeds the world up around you. Pulsing filled with purpose, flash of silver light. Jumping joy grouped in a movement. Your return brings us life. Your return brings us life. Your return brings us life.
1: Whoa. (laughs) See, my intuition was correct. That is, and, and even the words, but also just... Whoa, yes, beautiful. I like what you do with your voice, too. My guests, my fabulous guests, that was just Melanie Brown. Before Melanie was Mark Titus, Alana Kansaka. Kansaco, she gets the most time because her name, Kansako Sarmiento, and uh, Mark, and um, Nels, Nels, who is going to be helping to lead tomorrow's workshop. Don't miss it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be Thanks, there Carol. tomorrow
7: morning. Thanks, Carol.